Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros, all by my lonesome. But that's okay, we're still going to get this show on the road today, so in case any of you are wondering, we got some cool shows left for you. Tomorrow, we have a special, special episode. We have Jesse Wright from Real Producer Magazine coming to the studio, and we also have Zabi and Jose from Creative House Productions that are going to be in the house, so you guys are not going to want to miss that show tomorrow. Uh, Jesse's interview sometime around four o'clock, and then we're going to talk to Zabi and Jose right after that, um, and we'll see how we'll see how it goes. I mean, so make sure you guys tune into the Facebook Live and uh, jump on that feed and enjoy the program. I'm sure there's tons and tons of valuable information that uh, both of these people are going to bring to the table. Because let's be honest, uh, Jesse is a rock star in her own right, and I'm sure when I do get a chance to speak to her she's going to be super humble because that's just uh, that's just the impression that I get from her she's she's very humble with everything she does and then of course we got Zabi and Jose Jose's been crushing it with those videos that you've been seeing on Facebook so I know you're going to love that stuff and Zabi well Zabi's a story all on his own son he's all on his own out there so I know you guys are going to enjoy that show so let's jump into today's topic so today's topic is brought to you by a most recent experience so um a little bit of drama in the business bros podcast not with the not with the insurance bro not what you're thinking but uh it just so happened that that something went down the other day that i didn't uh, i didn't approve of and it reminded me of the hashtag that the business bros uh, that the other business bro and i have been putting out which is hashtag powerful relationships you know powerful relationships it really comes down to the art of any sales job, right? You have to start building very powerful relationships with people. And powerful relationships doesn't necessarily mean that you're building a relationship with somebody who uh, you are just going to have a business acquaintance with. If you're going to build a long lasting, really profitable, and I don't mean profitable as in money, I mean as in mutually beneficial relationship with people, it requires that you have some loyalty that you actually take the time to get to know people to understand what goes on in their lives to understand what uh, sacrifices they've made what efforts they've put out and when you decide to be loyal to those particular people then you know when things come up that might not be in line with what happens you take some accountability and you try to move forward so just so you guys uh, are aware I'm not gonna drop any names or anything like that but um, but we have a really good relationship with the podcast guests that we have on the show. Um, I like to say that every time you come to the podcast, and by the way, this comes from Zobby himself, anytime you come on the Business Bros podcast, after we've, we've gotten to know each other, we're friends. And I've said this before on the podcast, 
you know, when we jump on, uh, when you jump on Facebook and re- and do a friend request with me personally, Hernan Cias, right? If you want to find me on Facebook and I accept your friend request, I look at it as a friendship, right? You will become friends. I actively go on and I want to pay attention when you hop on a live or when you are, you know, posting pictures of what's going on with your friends, with your family, what's going on in your life. I genuinely want to care because I understand that if I care about what's going on in your life and I actually take an interest in you and your life, then I can find a way that I can provide you value. And that's really what it's about. A powerful relationship comes from you being able to be of service to others. We say that all the time in the podcast. It's part of our intro the number one rule in business is to be of service to others how can you expect to be of service to others if you're not building a powerful relationship so if you think about it real estate agents out there when you're talking to clients oftentimes we get stuck on this perpetual path of calling for or dialing for dollars right there's that whole saying you need to get out there and dial for dollars which is absolutely true if you're going to be successful in the business you need to be able to pick up the phone and talk to somebody 100% true but the real successful people, the, the agents that are successful that have been in the business for a long time, that have been in the business for 10, 15, 20 plus years, they haven't done so by just churning and burning relationships. This is not a super transactional business. The successful agents, yes, they dial for dollars. Yes, they knock on doors, but they build powerful relationships. So much emphasis is placed on building your circle of influence, building that sphere of influence to grow your business. And that's absolutely vital. What agents don't get familiar with is growing that sphere of influence, growing that circle of influence. It requires that you nurture the relationships that are in that circle and then take those relationships to another level. They're going to introduce you to their friends and their friends will then introduce you to their friends. And you have to be top of mind with all of them, which means you have to continuously be of service to them, continuously work to, excuse me, continuously work to grow that relationship, to enhance that relationship so that you truly do become friends with these people. Your friends are the ones that are going to refer you. Your friends are the ones that are going to talk about you when you're not there. I heard Mike Cuevas the other day on his podcast. Actually, I think it was today that I heard it on a pop-up podcast. If you could just be a fly on the wall of two people talking, and when one of them mentions something about real estate, the other one says, hey, you need to talk to my guy, that's how you know you've created a brand. That's how you know you've created a powerful relationship. Because when other people associate you with what it is that you do, you've made it into their circle, into their circle. They might be in your circle, but are you in their circle? And that's the biggest difference, right? That's where a lot of agents fall off. We just pick up the phone, we call somebody sometime, we make a contact and we check it off our list. But it takes more than that. It's the follow-up that makes a difference. The money is in the follow-up. I heard Sam talking to uh, Mike Ferry the other day, <laughs> or I think it was Sam, might have been Tristan, and they said the, the fuck-up is in the follow-up. That's where most agents mess up right? They don't do the follow-up that's necessary. And it's more, it goes beyond the picking up the phone the second time, the third time, the seventh time. It's the continuous building relationship. If you're good at picking up the phone and making initial contact, chances are you're going to do some business. You're going to get out there. You're going to list some properties. You're going to sell some properties and you're going to do good. But the problem is if you want to sustain the business long-term, you need to nurture those relationships. 
you need to be able to connect with people and build the relationship so that it's more of a long-term scenario so that you get those referrals. Look, let's be honest. People work with people you know and love and like, right? So if, if you get to know somebody and they actually care about you, they actually care about your well-being and how successful you are and what you're doing, and you actually take the time to talk to them and get to know them and care about how successful they are and what it is that they're doing, and you're able to provide them with something that they find of value, it's our human nature to reciprocate that. It's our human nature to go out of our way to do something for that person to which has helped us because we feel obligated. We feel like we need to uh, encourage that relationship. We feel good about giving. That's why you hear successful people all the time talk about giving back to the, to to society. They always talk about once you make it to a certain level, you need to turn around and give back to your community. You see NFL players do it all the time. They're successful. They came from nothing and they turn around and come back to the community that they came from originally and contribute. Whether it's dollars, whether it's time, it doesn't matter. They're giving back. The act of giving is something that they feel obligated to do because that community helped them get to where they are. And that's the same thing you as a real estate agent need to think about. You as a salesperson, period, need to think about. You need to establish these relationships. Hashtag powerful relationships. That's what's going to get you to the next level. If you're going to decide one day that you're going to be the agent that goes out there and stops caring about your own personal paycheck and starts caring about what the other person needs. That's why when you hear agents go through a pre-qualification script, when they're asking their clients about motivation and time frame, and it's easy for that agent to ask those questions, it's because they're asking and they're coming from a place of being of service. They're asking the motivation and time frame questions. Yes, it's true. You're asking the motivation so you know whether this person needs to sell the home in the next couple of days so you can price it correctly. Yes, you're asking for a time frame because you want to know when this person needs to be in a house so you can either help them find a house or help them get them moved out. Those are all technicalities of the pre-qualification script. But the feeling that you have, the reason why you stop yourself from asking those questions is because you're not in a place that where, where you're ready to be of service to other people. And the fact that you're not mentally in that space ready to be of service is what's going to stop you from asking the pre-qual questions. It's what's going to stop you from being a good quality agent. It's what's going to stop you from getting the referral. You need to be in a mindset of being of service to other people. You need to build those powerful relationships. I hope that makes sense. So let's go back to that listing presentation, right? Uh, I think this is a, I think that's a good enough start about why we need to have uh, powerful relationships and how we're going to use them. So let's talk about uh, when you're with a listing agent, because I, I, I got to put this show together and it's like 745 in the evening and the, the show I was going to post, I can't post. So I needed to come up with some content. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to start off with powerful relationships and I'm going to work my way into what we call a pre-listing package. And why is it so important that you have a pre-listing package? Well, check it out. If you're a listing agent, right? You're a listing agent and your job is to go in, talk to a seller, identify why it is they want to sell, when do they want to sell by, get their home listed, put it on the market, and get it sold in the quickest amount of time for the, for the largest amount of money possible. That's your job. Now, the problem is you have to talk to a lot of people. And when you talk to a lot of people, what do you say? 
what are you going to ask them? Well, and, and when you do talk to them, how do you know they're going to want to even work with you? Why is a seller even, why would a seller not want to work with you is probably the better question. And here's probably why. So whenever you get down to, you know, you're, you're doing your lead generation, you finally get the goal to follow up and you get to set an appointment for your listing, right? You're going to go on this appointment to talk to this particular seller. One of the things we, we make sure that you do is that you do pre-qualify. You ask the general questions that we talked about a little bit earlier. You're asking the questions about motivation time frame. You ask if you were competing with any other agents. You want to know if there's other agents that are going to be in the picture. You want to make sure you ask if they're going to buy in in the area that you're in, if they're going to just you know move to another area in your, in, in your area. So, for example, for us in San Diego, maybe they're moving North County or South County, right? You want to know that because you can help them find a place, right? These are the questions you need to ask ahead of time. What you're doing in this case is you're trying to preemptively understand what objections the seller has prior to you getting to the listing appointment. If you don't ask these questions ahead of time, if you don't get answers to these things ahead of time, oh, another one I forgot to mention is what price do they have in mind? You need to know what they're thinking, right? If you don't know what's going on ahead of time, when you get to the listing appointment, they are going to have so many unanswered questions. They're going to ask you so many unanswered questions and they're not going to list with you because they have objections or questions that you have not answered. So the whole purpose of the of doing things ahead of time is to answer or clarify as many objections prior to you getting to the listing appointment so that when you do get to the listing appointment, it's nothing more than getting to know the person on a personal level, walking through maybe the property a little bit, and signing some paperwork. That's the objective. So make sure you get motivation time frame. We're asking if we're competing with another buyer. We're asking if they're buying, uh, if after they sell, what, they're, what are their intentions? Where are they going to buy? And then uh, what was the last thing I said? Oh, yeah, what price did they have in mind? Right. So we ask these questions up front. And then we lock in the appointment, right? So we're going to meet on Friday at five o'clock and we'll, we'll see you, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. All right. So now you got the appointment locked in, right? You've asked the questions up front. So now you're ready to be prepared. You're, you're setting up your CMA, you're studying the comps in the area. So you get an idea of how to price this home correctly, right? You're taking into account the homes that they've seen because, you know, they've told you what price they have in mind. One way to get the the number that they have in mind is to ask them what properties they've seen in the area. And if they, they can tell you what properties they've seen, what they liked about them, what they didn't like about them, it's giving you an idea of which comps they've seen in the area. So now you know price. One thing that you absolutely need to do, which is vital, and there's many agents that don't do this. I don't know why they don't do this, but you absolutely have to do it. Now is when you're going to send your pre-listing package. So prior to the appointment, make sure it's a couple days before the appointment, you're going to send your pre-listing package. Now, if you don't have a pre-listing package, if you haven't created one yet, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're a listing agent. The pre-listing package has information, has objections that the client may not even know they have yet, and you're sending it to them ahead of time. Things like, what's your marketing strategy? Things like your resume, 
what websites will my house show up on, commission splits, how I go about pricing, what's my list to sell price ratio. All these different things are in your pre-listing package so that they have objections that they might not even know they have answered before you go on the listing appointment. So it's vital that you send it to them. I don't care if you FedEx it. I don't care if you UPS it. I don't care if you have your admin drop it off. It needs to be at the listing before you get there. Okay, before you get there. And one of the things we also have included, this is the magic, by the way, this last little piece. Inside that pre-listing package, we have 20 questions that every seller needs to ask real estate agents when interviewing them. So think about that. I just put an interview list questions inside my pre-listing package because I know that my listing, my client is going to be interviewing other agents because I asked, right? I asked if they're going to be, if I'm going to be competing, if there's going to be other agents that they're going to be interviewing. And so I'm going to prepare my seller with some questions that they can ask the other real estate agent. And you think these are going to be easy questions? Oh no. These are going to be difficult questions. Things like what's the saturation rate in my area? What's my list to sell price ratio? These are some statistical, some tough questions, things different, more difficult than how are you different from the competition, (laughs) right? And here's the beauty about those 20 questions. With those 20 questions, you have your answers because that's part of the thing, right? Here's the question. Here's my answer. Here's the standard answer that happens in, you know, all of San Diego. You can pull that information from the MLS, right? And then a little blank spot where they can write the answer of the agent that they're interviewing, and you know, if you're sitting across the table and the, list, and the uh, client asks you what the saturation rate is in my area, you're going to have usually no clue what the heck he's talking about. If you're like an average agent, if you're a really kick-ass agent, you're going to have the answer to that, right? But if you don't know the answer, you're going to do what everybody else does. We're going to kind of BS our way through it. And guess what? The seller's going to know because they have the answers right in front of them. So your seller is preemptively fighting off the competition for you. I'm telling you, the pre-listing package does a lot of things that you wish you could do, but it's going to do it for you on your behalf because you have it prepared correctly, because you followed our listing process. By the way, I do a training on the seven-step listing process, and you delivered it before you go on the appointment. So you've asked questions ahead of time. You've delivered the pre-listing package. The next thing you're going to do is call to confirm the appointment. Now, here's where some listing agents fall off, right? You're going to call the, you're going to call the client. You're going to be like, Hey, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Seller, we have an appointment here at 630. I'm just calling to confirm, uh, to make sure that we're still good to go. And of course they're going to say, yeah, we're still good to go. Perfect. By the way, I delivered a pre-listing package in a FedEx envelope. Did you get it? The seller's going to say something like, yeah, I got it. And you're going to say, Mr. Seller. Can you do me a favor and grab that for me? I put something inside and I want to make sure you got it. Seller's going to go to the door or wherever he has the uh, pre-listing package and you're going to hear a tear sound. You know, like when you open a FedEx envelope (laughs) because they haven't opened it yet. So you've prepared all these things. You've got them in order. You've showed up. You dropped off the pre-listing package, but your seller hasn't opened it. This is why the confirmation call ahead of time is so vitally important. Not only are you confirming the date and time to remind your client to be home for your interview, you're also giving them the material they need to fight off your competition and you're ensuring that they actually open the package. You'd be surprised how many times they open a package (laughs) and, and right over the phone and you can hear it happen. 
then you can instruct them, right? Oh, by the way, you know, inside the package is any objections you might have. Take a look and, you know, and we'll talk about these when we get there if you have any questions. And uh, by the way, I dropped in 20 interview questions because I know sometimes for a seller, it's a little bit difficult to know what to ask some real estate agents. So, you know, there's 20 interview questions in there. If you want to know my answers, they're also included to get to know, you know, that way you, you have my answers to compare the, with the other agents. Boom. You've created your what golden sword to fight off the competition in your in your seller and you're preemptively getting the seller to know you personally your professionalism this is what you've done you've asked all the pertinent questions up front so you've gotten clarification objections gone you've sent the pre-listing package so there's questions in there that the seller might not have thought of at the time but now has the answers to because you provided them in the pre-listing package some more objections gone then you're going to show up to the appointment. Oh, sorry. Then other agents are going to show up to the appointment and your seller is going to fight them off for you by asking questions that you put in there to interview them with. So competition gone. What does that mean for you? That means for you, you walk into this appointment and we provide you, by the way, if you work with me as a, as a coaching client, we provide you with a, uh, presentation uh, that you can use for, for your listing presentation because this is just systematic and we can also go over the sharpie close that we use it's a nice little visual way of talking to your seller to close the deal get any last minute objections uh, answered and then we sign some paperwork I want you to think of this if you're a listing agent I want you to think about your closing ratio how many appointments have you gone on did you go on 10 appointments recently have you gone on five appointments Let's assume you've gone on 10 appointments. What is your close ratio? If you've gone on 10 appointments, how many of those did you walk out with a contract signed? Was it two, three, five? I heard people say that if you walk out with a 50% close ratio, you're rocking it. You got five out of the last 10 listings you went on. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but I teach high school. And if my kids got a 50% on a test, they fail. Why are you accepting 50% of your closing ratios? I'll tell you why. Because you didn't have a system in place. You didn't know the reason why you're pre-qualifying, what the point is. You didn't know that those are objections you're trying to get out of the way. You didn't know that you were supposed to send a pre-listing package. You didn't know what the heck a pre-listing package was. But now you know. You didn't know that the reason why you're sending the pre-listing package is to answer some more objections you didn't know that you're supposed to insert some interview questions so that your seller can go ahead and fight off the competition for you. You didn't know. And it's not your fault. If you're new to the industry, if you're not working with a team that's helping you get there, if you're not working with a coach that's helping you get there, it's not your fault. But if you're listening to this, now you know. Hashtag powerful relationships. It's always good to know people. So now you know that you've walked in with already preemptively pretty much sealing the deal you've shown your professionalism you've helped the seller navigate through the intricacies of being uncomfortable understand sales is uncomfortable not just for you the salesperson that's starting off yeah it's uncomfortable for you but it's really uncomfortable for the client the client doesn't want to meet you the client doesn't want to sit there and talk about price and talk about commissions. It's a it's it's like being at a car sales lot and and trying to get negotiated. I, you know, I'm not even going to use car sales lots. You know what it's really like? It's like being at a timeshare presentation and you know you're going to say no, but they keep pushing. That kind of tension is what people equate with when they're going to sit down at a listing presentation. 
Unless you have a process where you're eliminating all those objections, you're removing the tension from the room if you follow the steps, if you follow the process. You do that, and I promise your closing ratio will be at a passing rate. How would you feel if you closed six, seven, eight out of the 10 listing appointments? Or if you're really good and you follow the system the way it's supposed to be, and your sellers are fighting off the competition for you, and you're closing 10 out of 10 listing appointments that you go on, you're closing 100%. I want you to think about this. If you're the type of seller, if you're the type of agent that's closing 50% close ratio right now, and you continue to make the same appointments, but you increased your closing ratio from 50% to 100%, what happens to your business? This is a simple math question, by the way. In one year, if you went on 10 listing appointments, but you only got five of them, and at the end of the year, you actually got all 10? What happened to your commission? That's right. You doubled your business with the same effort. Do you guys understand that? You have to follow a process. You have to do what other successful agents are already doing to grow your business and make it to a point where you can scale. That's just the way it works. Follow a process and your closing ratio will increase. Follow a process and you're going to get to where you want to get to. You don't have to be in real estate and deal with cash spurts. That's just it. Everybody in real estate starts off and they think, oh man, I got to pay the bills, I got to pay the bills. They close one deal, they pay the bills, and then they're struggling to get the next deal. You don't have a process. You're not doing the same things that you need to do on a daily basis. You're not prospecting the right way. You're not following through the right way, following up the right way. You're not doing your presentations the right way. And if you are in the business and you've been in here for over a year and you're not where you want to be, you need to get some help. You need to get coaching or you need to join a team that has a good mentor that has shown track record that they can do it. That's bottom line. So if you want to know more about what it is we do here um, with the business bros, I go, my, my brother does the insurance company, by the way. He does a lot of coaching on the insurance agent side. So if you're a real estate agent, you know some insurance agents that are that are out there that want a little bit of help on building their business, let us know. We can help you out with that. Real estate agents, if you're looking for a team, you can email me, Hernan, at csfirst.com. Or if you want to get coaching, if you want to apply for, uh, for the coaching that we offer, you can let me know. Same thing, Hernan, at csfirst.com. I'd love to help you out. Hernan at csfirst.com, by the way. I'd love to help you out. I'd love to sit down and talk to you, let you know what it is we do, put some trainings on for you or your broker's office. I'd love to come in and talk to you guys about that. So, hope you enjoyed the show. Premise of the show was hashtag powerful relationships. It's all in who you know. So make sure that whoever you talk to out there, whoever's relationships you're building, whatever loyalty you have to your team, to your brand, to the dedication that you want to put into your business, keep those relationships strong. Hashtag powerful relationships. Reminder, be sure to tune in tomorrow's show. We got some big hitters coming into the lineup to uh, hang out with us here on the Business Bros Podcast, and uh, they're going to tell us some cool stuff about what's going on. You want to do some video stuff? Oh man, my boy Jose, Jose's rocking it. Zabi's crushing it out there. I don't even have to say it. I'm sure when he gives about $20,000 for what it is that he's doing and putting events together, that speaks for itself. Jesse, man, if you want to be, if you want to look at what's going on, check out Real Producer Magazine. You guys are going to love this stuff. 
So I hope to see you guys tomorrow. Remember to follow us on our uh, on our social medias at Business Bros Pod or my personal one, Hernan Sias. That's S I A S. By the way, I'd love to uh, talk to you on social media and see what's going on in your life. See what I can do to be of service to you. So remember, hashtag powerful relationships. That's all I got for you guys today. Peace. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.